Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. doing Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday can't even say my words I'm that tired for Monday 25th of April 2022 with me Daniel Ruiz Tyson episode 384 early record today 0707 that's a BB Lynch time 0707 hours here what uh, again what the hell was that at the start of a new week. That's what I was meant to say. You'll have to forgive me. I'm very tired. Hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going. Hope you're not having to keep yourself going in as manic a way as I am the last few weeks. Definitely uh, the mania has returned, I would say, for the first time maybe in about uh, 16 months. I've, I've kind of This is echoes of uh, December 2020, some of my... Uh, hyper behavior got a lot on today so that's why i'm doing the early record i was actually going to do a late night record last night when i got in from a gig but i thought be sensible just uh just go to bed watch something listen to howard hughes the unexplained his uh, show's been off the air for a couple of weeks as uh, they relaunch it as a simulcast on radio and uh, in inverted commas TV. I don't know why they call it TV. It's, it's basically a radio show being filmed. That to me is not uh, TV. And uh, I, I get the impression that uh, Howard Hughes isn't keen on it, rightly so. I don't think it's necessary to watch audio. That returns next week, but uh, he's very cleverly released podcasts on the days when his radio show would have uh, been going out live so I've tried to listen to them around the same time the radio show would have been going out to to continue to get my fix of uh, the unexplained I was home in time for that despite a ridiculous uh, journey so I had match of the day two on just skipping through the games because I missed the Liverpool game yesterday well I saw the first half hour then I had to go all the way to, to Hornsey more of which uh, in a bit for, for, for a gig and uh, I just skipped through the games and I was listening. I think I got as far as about 25, 30 minutes on the unexplained before I must have drifted off the Bluetooth headphones of uh, busted, which I don't mind because I've bought some new uh, earphones. I can't do the USB thing. I can't do Bluetooth, um, which is very mid noughties for me. It was a big thing in the mid noughties, Bluetooth, and it suddenly come back with a vengeance. I'm assuming for... You know, because um, AirPods, AirPods, whatever, AirPods have become a very big thing now. But for me, there's something very mid-noughties about it. It's never been my thing at Bluetooth. And I've now forgotten what I was going to say. So anyway, I'm getting some traditional earphones. I'm always forget and some cheap earphones just to travel with me so I can listen to my set before gigs. The amount of times I've now forgotten my earphones going into a gig but luckily with the face mask on you know i found that i can rehearse just uh, very quietly uh, behind the face mask in public and just make sure that the set is fresh in my mind which it should be because i've done 
uh, enough uh, enough work on it and uh, I didn't forget my earphones last night I'm trying to remember what I did forget I've forgotten so much stuff over the last few weeks and it's confusing because I've got a couple of bags I've got the small messenger bag that travels with me to gigs I don't travel lightly but the messenger bag is still fairly light you know I take my book I take any stuff that I need to take like peppermint capsules to try and relax me before the show take a bottle of sparkling water uh, my bus gloves uh, a hat if I need one the buffer if uh, if I need it, uh, take my notebook, uh, pen. Uh, maybe one day I'll run you through each compartment. There are five compartments in this bag. You give me a number and I'll tell you what's in that compartment. That might be exciting. I was going to do it on today's show, but uh, that bag is too far away for me to um, be able to do that. I'm now being bugged by what I forgot that I was going to say. A rare thing for me on Saturday night, I stayed over at a friend's to uh, to watch the uh, Tyson Fury Dillian White fight. Uh, got there just after eight. Rare for me to take a tube to a social occasion. I'll take them when I've got gigs that are really far, such as uh, such as last week when I had the gig in West Ham. But. Uh, yeah, I thought I'll take a tube rather than the normal uh, single-decker bus that takes forever to get there. Sorry, you'll have to forgive me. I'm drinking uh, green tea like some North London ponce. I'll, uh, again, I'll come to that in a moment as to why I'm drinking that. Let me just have a sip there. Hard swallow, but that's related to the uh, sipping of the green tea, so I don't think I need to time check that. But if you want the time stamp, it's uh, uh, 07, 12 hours got the spoon in there anytime I have a tea bag in a drink which is rare uh, I will have the uh, spoon in there I was doing that as far back as 2002 because I couldn't make tea properly so I was always squeezing the tea bag trying to drain more tea out of it yes uh, so I got on the tube the tube was being held at Brixton for ages and uh, eventually got to my friends in Morden. Uh, just after 0800 hours to watch the fight. The fight itself, it wasn't great. There were less dogs, actually, at my friend's this week. There was only three. There was uh, his dog, and then there were two little dogs that uh, they were, uh, whatever, they were looking after for the weekend. Two little pugs with their heavy breathing, Hazel and Grace, I think. I can't remember which one was the really fat one. But uh, they had very sharp paws and uh, they went mad in a positive way, giving me the kind of attention that uh, humans don't give me when I came in. All three dogs were all over me. And then my friend's dog, as we were watching uh, the boxing just before the Fury White fight, jumped on the sofa between myself and another guy, a friend of my friend's. Uh, the dog, which is a big dog, just jumped onto the sofa in between us and dog spreaded itself affecting me mainly so I was having to sit with my left leg crossed over right on the corner of the sofa far from comfortable while the dog had a really good nap not the most comfortable way uh, to spend uh, an evening the fight itself was very uh, disappointing that's what I was going to say yes I, I was listening to a bit of uh a couple of boxing podcasts again. I, I do tend to find uh, the the BBC show uh, a bit difficult to to listen to with uh, Steve Bunce when he goes uh, 
high-pitched, but uh, Carl Froch was on it, and he's always a really good listen, very articulate and uh, very interesting. The, the, the way he talks about what boxing is and the disciplines, the various disciplines required to box and why it stands above, in his opinion, all the other sports because of its demands on the individual and uh, I was listening to Boxing News as well, which is a much better podcast, but can be quite long. So that's when I then thought, you know, I'm going to listen to something that I uh, might might be a bit more fun. And that was when I switched over to uh, Howard Hughes on the podcasts. So, yeah, the fight itself, I mean, it was a magnificent uh, punch from Fury, obviously, to stop White cleaning his tracks. White wasn't very good. I didn't have a, a favourite in this. Well, I had the favourite. Tyson Fury was the overwhelming favourite for the fight, but I wasn't too fast to win. But I think with Tyson Fury, he is just a, he is a unique talent. There is obviously the fact he's six foot nine and dwarfs over everyone. That is a big part of his, I suppose, advantage going into the ring. But that aside, he is a generational talent. But I wonder how he would be diminished if he wasn't so tall. But he is a magnificent boxer, certainly one of the best we've had in this country. And it's interesting that he now stops people because in the bulk of his career, and I didn't mind that because I do like boxers who, I I like the science of boxing rather than the knockout artist. But Tyson Fury is now turning into a bit of a knockout artist since he uh, paired up with uh, Sugar Hill of the uh, famous uh, Cronk Gym in uh, Detroit. So only three dogs anyway, my friends, this week. Then uh, I spent the night there, which is very unusual for me. I, I, I made sure I, I took um, some of my many layers that I wear in bed here. Their their flat was uh, thankfully warmer, had uh, far less bedding than I'm used to, but I was uh, warm enough because I'd, I'd, I'd taken lots of layers. I got up fairly early and I left. Uh, around 09.40 hours yesterday morning, Sunday, because uh, needed to get to their local Sainsbury's to see if they had any uh, mousetraps, which has been a, a recurring theme this week. And again, I'll come to that later. I am very tired. I've been gigging so much. I'm now starting to, I think I said this last week, I'm starting to make a point of getting choosier with my gigs uh, for for several reasons uh, some gigs it's clear I'm you know they're not worth my time I'm not going to learn too much and uh, maybe just too far or way too long some you know some gigs are just an endurance test they've got uh, you know 18 to 20 acts on and you know that's not good even you know in my younger days I would have thought is that the best use of my time but now at this age you know people tell you age is just a number I had that on Saturday and I said that doesn't quite work for me and I'll tell you why because when you get to this age you you know you can tell yourself that mentally but physically your body's not buying that and that you know your body starts to experience more serious health issues which is what's happened to me and and many others i i now know you know one of my um one of my oldest friends he's had a heart attack in recent months that's the new one for for my circle one of my football friends let me just get closer to the mic yeah this uh sorry the levels for the first 10 minutes look a bit uh low but i'll bump those up and is that let me just bring the mic closer now right <sighs> 
where was I? I've lost my thread. Yet yeah, age is just a number. I, I, I don't think it is. It, it, it's more than that. It is. So when you get into your late seventies, what I've seen is that there's a massive difference between late seventies and early eighties. That's when I think people make the switch to the elderly. And I think around my age, there's a similar thing going on, whereby yes, you can be very fit. You, you know, I, I run a lot. You know, I, I haven't run that much this week because I've been so overwhelmed by stuff. But last night I comfortably made a bus that it was a considerable distance away and I wasn't even wheezing. And that's the fitness. You know, that's uh, three years of running. You know, three years ago I would have been wheezing. I would have got on. I would have made that bus, but I would have been wheezing this time. You know, barely, uh, barely. Uh, broke a sweat, made the bus comfortably despite the bag and, you know, my jacket, uh, my two spring jackets being loaded with stuff. But you do begin to experience the health issues that are going to define the next stage of your life, the health issues that need to be managed by resting properly, by eating properly, uh, by managing your condition uh, properly and uh, yeah that's going to be a big thing and it is proven to be a big thing for me over the last 18 months and sometimes I'm not getting on top of it when I had COVID I, I pushed myself too hard the following week and uh, physically the, the pain relating to my health issue was back I think the last couple of days it's been there again because uh, I've been um, you know as I say I've been just overrun with stuff it's been a really bad time and uh, trying to stay very positive and also just feeling this real stress in my stomach and uh, if you listen to episode 10 of the Joff show and I, I saw Joff last week uh, kindly uh, supported me at one of my gigs in West Ham again then kindly uh, gave me a lift uh, to Walthamstow and uh, he's talking about managing stress and meditating and, you know, he's talking about uh, his life in, in greater detail on that particular episode, which I can really recommend. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of everything in that episode. It's got the usual insane stuff, but then it's got, uh, gives you a little insight into what maybe makes up his character and what he's dealing with. And he's very big on the meditating which I've done sporadically over the years but never with any real long-term commitment and uh, Joff was impressing upon me the, the need to start doing that and you know just just the flat itself is reason to do that and it's fallen away again in the last couple of days and I need to pick it up today but he's he was talking about um hard swallow there 0721 I think that's the first genuine hard swallow of the show Joff was talking about you know, this, I think this, you know, when you can get this pain in your stomach through the, you know, just through pressure and having a, uh, having a bad time and how you need to get on top of that and how the gut is important. You know, do you people talk about gut instinct? Uh, the gut, the gut can betray a lot. And the last two or three days with everything I've been dealing with here, I've been having this what is borderline pain in the gut and that is stress that is stress so instead of manifesting itself maybe this time as a migraine or a mild headache it's manifesting itself in my gut so i need to get on top of that I need to start resting a bit more I had a gig tonight in camden that's fallen through because uh, the venue has pulled out so i was uh, you know i might have had to pull out of that anyway because it needed a plus one and i didn't have one 
and I think I would have benefited from the rest. So I'm actually relieved that's not on tonight. I'm, I was only doing it because it was a, a gig I haven't done before. Well, I haven't done it before. No one has because it's a new gig and it was starting tonight. I don't normally l- like to jump on new gigs. I had that experience last week at uh, Gypsy Hill as well. I think you've got to let these uh, gigs build themselves up a bit before you um, you know, can gauge whether they're any good. And... Uh, so tonight, hopefully, I'll be able to rest. I don't know if there's any football on. I haven't checked. I think pretty much... Let me check now. I think pretty much every team has played over the weekend. Let me just pause this. Oh, there is a game. It's uh, Palace lead, so I may just uh, jump on that and uh, watch that. I think the reason that my levels are actually quite is instinctively I'm just uh, talking... Quietly, because it is an early uh, record tonight. It probably would have been the same if I'd recorded late last night. So uh, Palace leads tonight. I'll, I'll just have that on in the background and listen to something and, and, and try and switch off. So I was doing, uh, and I've got a few gigs this week, including a really difficult one on Wednesday. I did a gig in Hornsey last night. It took me nearly three hours to get there. There was a, a free Palestine uh protests stroke speech going on in Whitehall so the buses were on diversion I lost about 20-25 minutes getting through that and quite frankly I didn't have much of a clue on how to get to Hornsey I've never been to Hornsey I think my nearest uh, landmark there that I knew was Turnpike Lane stroke Wood Green I used to spend a lot of time there in the early 90s early sorry late 90s early noughties uh, with an ex-girlfriend never particularly liked the area but it was somewhere I was going four or five times a week and I thought okay get to Turnpike Lane on a 29 from Trafalgar Square I knew it would be a long bus journey and it certainly was so when I was getting to Finsbury Park I thought this is taking too long let me see if there's a bus here uh, around here that I can jump on that's going to cut that journey time jumped on the W3 I say jumped on it took a while I had to go to the connecting station at Finsbury Park and it uh, took a while for that bus to actually leave left me near a place called Hornsey Fire Station I had to ask around then which way do I go do I continue uh, going I think towards Muswell Hill or wherever it was Edmonton I can't remember or do I go back on myself so I asked this uh, woman as she was walking by and uh, she sent me the correct distance Uh, got there about uh, 10 15 minutes later the first time i've ever been late to a gig but i didn't miss any acts i just missed the start of uh, start of it got on uh, the second half lovely venue uh, not much of a, a crowd uh, did a good set i think i was probably maybe one of the best two acts last night sometimes it's always nice. You always want to be the best when you do a show, but you know that when you're building up your experience, it would be very strange if you are the best. And I'm finding with uh, some of the gigs now, and I'm saying this from the point of view is uh, point of view is I'm grounded. I don't get carried away, but I don't want to be going to gigs and maybe being among the best two or three acts because while it's good for the ego and it's showing that my confidence is there it also might be telling me that I'm not on the right nights that there are not enough acts on there that I can learn from and it is a concern that uh, while I'm doing some really good nights there are other nights where I'm seeing acts that just have no business doing stand-up and are not getting any better. So it's something I'm trying to address, also trying to cut back, as I say, on the travel time, because things like last night, getting to Hornsey, 
I'll never be going there again. It was uh, the two furthest gigs I've done. Well, there have been several. There was one in Ealing. Uh, there was the Hornsey one. I think there was an East London one at that rough venue, the George. But this one probably beats the Surbiton one for the longest journey I've had to make uh, just for five, six minutes of stage time. It's bizarre. So I spent five hours traveling last night, an hour, almost an hour per minute of uh, stage time just to build up that uh, that uh, stage experience. Uh, confident when I get there, you know, um, it's absolutely not daunting me at the moment uh, being on stage. Very, very... Uh, confident but uh, I won't be going there again it's uh, not that brilliant a night to be traveling all the way there and I'm so bad with maps and in the end last night I was uh, thinking look I've just got uh, any bus I see just check on the phone what the route is if I recognize any any places on that route just jump on there get to somewhere that I know because I had no idea where I was I, I, I can't read maps properly I'm still using street map I can't get to grips with Google Maps also I don't like using Google so uh, I did that last night I just uh, I got on the W3 missed a stop where I should have got off to get another bus then I just got on the 29 I was actually looking to get the 29 only to Camden then jump on an 88 but both would have just been taking me to Trafalgar and I thought well I don't know where the 88 stop is around Camden or Kentish Town uh, just stay on the 29 get to Trafalgar and then I can just uh, you know get the final couple of buses to get home and that's what I had to do but uh, yeah I'm doing quite a few of those gigs right now where it's a case of get on any bus that can get me to somewhere I know it reinforces the sense of isolation stroke loneliness I feel sometimes doing a gig you know when I've got someone there with me uh, then that becomes a stroke, uh, well, a, a gig stroke social occasion. So I had Joff with me at uh, the West Ham gig. So that becomes, well, I, I, I would kind of classify that really as a night out. So there's it's working two ways. It's given me the stage time, but it's also someone who I now consider as a friend there. So that loneliness aspect isn't playing on my mind, but nights like last night coming back you know from a strange area also having the bus go through crouch and where i had a really bad time in 2003 uh, again rodent related and that was a mistake moving to that particular part of north london away from everything i knew at the time so that brought back a few uh, painful memories the thing is I, I could become successful at this very late stage of my life uh, you know it's still possible it, chances are it won't happen but it's still possible but there would still, I would still recognize that there have been too many things that have happened in my life that shouldn't have happened that took my life in a very different direction. And that even if I did get to where I wanted to and have tried to be getting to all these years, I would have still had too many low points. And the gain at the end of that wouldn't have been worth the pain to get there. I think that's pretty clear to me now. Great gig in Stockwell last week at the Queen's Head, minutes from where I grew up. Uh, Alfie Evers or Avers, E-V-E-R-S, he runs good nights. I've done his Sydenham gig and I did his Stockwell gig. He can, well, he does do very, holds his gigs at very challenging venues, but that was real fun. He was on brilliant form. It was a really strong set, uh, strong lineup rather, and I did a strong set. My eye contact was very good that night. I'd done a video, uh, the, the video Joff recorded the night before at West Ham, 
Hard Swallow, uh, 0731 now, but it, the Hard Swallow was at 0730 hours. The, 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 the set that Joff recorded, uh, my eye contact um, w- wasn't great. I didn't realize that until... Uh, until I saw the video back, and a guy who's expi- um, whose uh, advice—let me get my words right—it is early. Whose advice I've really come to value. A comedy promoter, and we spoke on Friday. He was telling me you've got to really try and connect with the audience. You've got to improve that eye contact. I don't disagree with it, but you know, I am a shy guy. I've always been very bad with eye contact. And I said to this guy because it just reminded me what he was saying. My dad used to go mad about my lack of uh, lack of eye contact. If you've listened to this show since the beginning, I'll no doubt have mentioned that my dad, uh, when I was a kid, well, even in my early twenties. When he'd, uh, you know, he was a raconteur, he just wouldn't stop talking. I've never been a big talker. Like, you know, when I get into a conversation, I need to know how it's going to end. My dad could just talk, you know, he could talk the legs off anyone. And he would always halt a conversation. Well, not always, but often. And demand to know what I was looking at because my eye contact was so poor. And he always felt I was looking at his hair. And uh, it would drive him mad. So my eye contact has never been great, and it can be an issue, of course. Last night it was very good because uh, I couldn't really see the audience, you know, because of the spotlight. So that gave me the extra confidence. But this guy who's, you know, been giving me this valuable advice, he gave me this um, tip. The, the the Stockholm gig, there was a couple of there were a couple of really uh, a couple of young guys on there who I was really impressed by, and one of them. He came to me afterwards and said, uh, well, actually, during the interval, he said, I re- the second interval I was on in the middle set, he said, I really liked your stuff and that. And he, you know, and that happens at nearly every gig. And it happened uh, again with someone else, uh, audience member of that night. And he said, uh, so he praised the, 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 the set. But then he said one thing, you didn't move the mic stand. Normally I do although I'm not always minded to, but normally I do. But he said, you've got to move the mic stand, move it to one side, otherwise some people might not be able to see you properly. And uh, this guy who I spoke to on Friday, he also said that. And he said, you know, pick up that mic stand with your left hand, move it to one side, you know, then sweep the room. Look at the left, the audience on the left, and then, you know, turn to your right and look at the audience on the right before you start your set. I was able to do that last night. Not brilliantly because the mic stand was unusually heavy and it was a very awkward mic. I think it was a USB mic, which I don't really like. The ones with the leads are a bit easier to take out of the, uh, take off the mic stand. But I was able to do that. He also said that if you're really shy as I am, I'll swallow 0734. And this is, again, this is visualization techniques are not great for me, but I'm trying to do this. And it's the same as, you know, it's one of the reasons why I say CBT never really worked for me, where, you know, uh, a lot of it is down to having the mental mental ability to implement certain changes. I've always been about instinct. So uh, let me just bring this mic down again. He said, visualize three people in the audience that you would like to speak to. I was very confused about this uh, for quite a bit until I realized he was talking about three people in your life or three people that you've known who you wish you could address in your stand-up gigs. So I finally grasped in that. I thought, I'm going to do that. And I every 
one of the three people I chose are no longer here. It's my mum, my dad, and Lopez. But then I realized, uh, well, uh, then the, the confusing thing for me then became, well, in what order? Who's going to be on the left? Who's going to be in the middle? Who's going to be on the right? I can't remember if I really nailed that last night. But I didn't really need to because, as I say, I couldn't see the audience. So I was just able to make that eye contact. It was cheating really last night because uh, they could see me. I couldn't see them. But I did make a point of, uh, you know, doing the sweep across the room left to right and also trying to hold my position, walk around less. Although this 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 uh, promoter said, no, the walking around is fine. You know, shows you're thinking about stuff, but uh, try and visualize three people in the audience. So when it's a gig where I can see the people, I'm going to have to try and do that and work out who's on the left, who's in the middle, who's on the right. It's going to be a bit like the end of Return, uh, Return of the Jedi, where having destroyed the second Death Star and they're on Endor with the Ewoks and there's a celebration, the Empire has crumbled and Luke can see the ghosts of Anakin, Skywalker, Yoda and Obi-Wan. It's going to be a bit like that. Same scenario. All three people that I'm trying to visualize uh, have been dead uh, for years and uh, no one will know what I'm doing. So a few things to work on, the eye contact, the mic handling, though the mic handling has been much, much better this time around since uh, doing these uh, this bunch of gigs. I'm now, it's now, the countdown is uh, 42 to 50 gigs. And yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with the way it's going. It's very, very challenging. It is, uh, it's daunting, it's, difficult but i'm doing it i'm, I'm doing it and i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm doing well but of course you know it's still new and uh, there are lots of things i need to improve on i just need to stick at it and uh, this is a better route for me more chance of making money this this way rather than uh, you know plodding on with a, a retro football show no one is uh, you know really supporting or, or, or listening to so got my new glasses on well it's the same frames but uh, new lenses pick those up on the um I'll give you my list of gigs later. Uh, picked them up on uh, Friday. Friday, I just, I didn't even get a run in. Uh, I just kept making the wrong choices with how I arrange my day. And uh, so only two runs last week, one of which was a short one. So I'll be addressing that today. I'm at the GP this afternoon, uh, late afternoon. So it'll be a, a late run probably around uh, 1,800 hours, or well, 1,700 hours. No, it won't be. I won't be home by 1,700 hours. Do you need to know all this? Probably not. It's just, it's, it's a torrid time, you know, spending birthday money on mousetraps. Uh, there was one night last week, I think it was the night of uh, the West Ham gig, and I got home and I was in the bathroom, and I just saw a mouse, cr uh, you know, casually stroll past me, ignoring the... Uh, peanut butter in the mousetraps and it disappeared behind the sink and once they're behind the sink there's no space there you can't get it i can't even stick a mirror behind the sink the stem of the sink to to see what's going on there bought more wire wool coarse wire wool uh, the following day and it's 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 crushing you know i think i said this last week i'm not an animal guy so to start me off on mice you can imagine that's not the best animal to start me with and you know i've got a so i bought some humane mousetraps uh you know i've got normal mousetraps at the moment one of which uh isn't 
working properly so i need to see if i can replace that one today sometimes because i'm on a busy road and there's loads of vibrations in the building the mousetrap snap i came back on friday from a friend's house because i've just not been wanting to stay in the flat came back found that a mousetrap it, it had tripped the peanut butter was all over the place and i thought oh these this this mouse is uh i think it's going to be more than one this mouse is really clever this is going to give me a tough time i'm really going to have to this is going to be a long process you know really cat and mouse and i am the cat but then on saturday when i was resetting the traps and putting in a smooth peanut butter so an extra expenditure there because of the rodents i was thinking crunchy may not be there like and i'll go for smooth and as soon as I laid one out in the kitchen, it tripped. And I thought, well, no, it's, it's not going to catch something that quickly. And sure enough, it had tripped. Just the vibrations of the area. So I'm swapping around uh, the mouse traps, the better ones. I'm, I'm putting in the rooms with the stronger vibrations like the uh, the kitchen. Historically, before my time here, it was the kitchen that was the problem. But since the bathroom got done, it's been the bathroom. Other flats, uh, that's been the consolation. Other flats have had a similar issue in, in the last uh, year one of the flats across the hallway they've had uh, issues in the last few weeks too i need to get a, a brush a storm brush for the bottom of the door to fill up that gap in case they're coming through there this is the the, the door to the flat there are so many holes behind the cupboards and under the bath so you know, I've got pest control coming on Wednesday. That led me to de uh, dealing with uh, the building management team who are just so awful. You know, we've got the scaffolding supposedly coming tomorrow, but no one's heard anything more about that. Don't even know where the scaffolding is going up. It it's so difficult dealing with them. And I got into problems with one of the women, the local housing manager, and she went out of her way to call me on Friday while I was in the cafe and it was the kind of argument that you would get on a bus the upper deck of a bus I told her this is really unprofessional now the the issue is do I make a complaint or do I just leave it given that I'm struggling with everything that had to pause that for a little sneeze yes yeah, she called me she riled me but I, I think I was able to deal with it uh, better because I thought well if I just allow this to get to me it's just going to affect me even more I don't want to be here. I need to get out of this place, see my GP later, trying to find out what I can do because this uh, this place is doing me in. Other flats have found loads of gaps behind the cupboards, etc. And, you know, these are not going to be cheap to fill in. I think long term this is the best way to stop the issue because there are so many vulnerable entry points in this particular flat. Now, of course, yes, it's important to, to get pest control in, but that's not going to improve things my end. I'm still going to be finding the mice. I'm still going to be having to dispense with them and clean the traps. And, uh, you know, depending where the poison is laid, uh, because I've never had poison laid down, you know, how easy is it going to be to retrieve these mice? It's very hard to relax in the evenings because... You, you know, if you hear the trap go, you, I, I'm not sure if I, I'm going to, I've got that level of anxiety because of the pills. So I'm quite serene. I think that's the only way I can deal with this. If you remember in 2003, I actually left the flat in Crouch End because of mice and ended up in a small claims uh, court with a very uh, weak defense, admittedly. Or, well, I hadn't done things properly. I just walked out of the flat and, uh, you know, these Latin agents, uh, they'll do anything to get their money. So, 
you know, I want to catch these mice. That's the first time that that's a bit of a, a change to my mindset. I want to catch them. Normally, I don't want to see them again in the flat. I don't want to be seeing their tails. I don't want to be running, uh, walking into the rooms as I'm doing all the time, checking the different mouse traps. But this time, I want to see that these mouse traps are effective, and I want to know that I've caught another mouse. So that that's a bit of a change to the mindset because I'm recognizing that this is a particularly bad problem now, and it's uh, really leaving me exhausted because it's very hard to function like this, very hard to sleep. I'm very hungry, by the way. I've not actually had my breakfast yet. As soon as I uh, load this, I'm going to be having the uh, having the breakfast. So yeah, that 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 is uh, that is a, a change, and I know that I've got to be strong enough that at some point. I'm going to be in the flat and I'm going to hear another trap trip and do I go out there right away or do I just wait so that when I do go out there the the, the, the mouse is actually dead obviously the, I'm hoping the humane mouse traps will be more effective I've had those in the late 90s and they were effective but then subsequent to that every time I've used them they've not been that effective Joff's recommended I, I get humane mouse traps so I've got a couple there I can't find them anywhere I think there must be a mouse epidemic at the moment in London because every shop I've been to in the last few days B&Q uh, DIY shops uh, smaller DIY shops, uh, you know, Tesco, Sainsbury's, they're all struggling for, for traps. There's not many. There's not many options. So I've had to go online and, you know, buy them, as I say, with birthday money, which it does sum up my uh, my, my, my life, really. And I'd be paranoid about where I free any mice that I caught in the humane mousetrap. I'd probably be capable of catching a bus with the mouse in the humane mousetrap to disorientate it and make sure it can't find its way back to the flat. But I'd certainly be walking around for a bit before I release it. I don't want it coming back, finding its way back into the flat. So, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult time at the moment. That coupled with the tiredness from all the gigging, I just think is leaving me... Uh, quite uh, drained at the moment the plan this morning is to I've got to get my glasses tightened at Specsavers even though uh, the glasses the, the actual lenses are from a, a, a private opticians now uh, uh, but they don't need to know that I did uh, say to the opticians on Friday can you tighten the glasses they felt they didn't need to but uh, they, they certainly need to tighten the uh, reading glasses hoping to do that uh, today um, yeah let's move on from the mice it's the depressing. Reading a very good book on an upbeat note. Uh, started it, I think, on Saturday. Different class by Joanne Harris. I'll give you the blurb for that. Crime novel or literary novel categories really don't matter. Readers will find themselves comprehensively gripped. That review is from The Independent. A cracking psychological thriller. That's uh, from Good Housekeeping. After 30 years at St. Oswald's Grammar in North Yorkshire, Latin master Roy Straitley has seen all kinds of boys come and go, the clowns, the rebels, the underdogs, and those he calls his brody boys. But every so often, there's a boy who doesn't fit the mould, a troublemaker, a boy capable of twisting everything around him, a boy with hidden shadows inside. Uh, a boy probably with a podcast these days, given everyone does a podcast. With insolvency and academic failure looming, a new broom has arrived at the venerable school bringing powerpoint sharp suits and even sixth form girls to the dusty corridors but while straightly does his sardonic best to resist this march to the future a shadow from his past is stirring a boy who even 20 years on haunts his teacher's dream a boy capable of bad things enjoying it i'm about 120 pages in uh, basically it's it's uh, the the 
book straddles several timelines and in the present day timeline this was written i think in 2004 2005 this troublesome boy has come back as the new headmaster to this school it's a really interesting book i don't like the cover it's one of those uh, photo uh, photograph covers uh, i really don't like it the book deserves a far better cover but i'm really enjoying it and it's good to have a, a good book to get my teeth into at what is a, a difficult time You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, episode 384, the slow crawl to episode 400 continues. Will we ever get there? Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 1607westegg, facebook.com forward slash DRT available. You've got the Facebook comedy gig page which is uh, at DRT Comedy. You've got my website with all my work, com. the Patreon page that keeps this show alive, patreon.com forward slash DRT available. As always, appreciate those of you who continue to support the podcast. And again, those of you who continue to make one-off donations who may not be Patreon supporters, it all helps. It really does. You can support the work via PayPal and uh, coffee.com uh, coffee.com I, I lose a lot on the fees for some reason i can't get my page i can't switch it to sterling so it's all in dollars and it's just uh, it's, it's not great i need to try and pursue that again try and fix that links to all of these uh, you know paypal coffee.com etc that uh, they're on the uh, website do please uh, please do please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you listen to downloads are going up i think that could be related to the stand-up getting my name out there a bit but uh, no new reviews and of course the uh, podcast algorithms they rely on reviews in order to reach a new audience so uh, it would be great if you enjoy the show no point if you don't uh, you know don't leave a crap review if you enjoy the show do uh, leave a positive review that would be an enormous help and of course the website has uh, renewed now and that was uh, pricey almost uh, $200 if you're able to support uh, keeping the work online for another year do please uh, consider making a, a one-off donation uh, to help me cover the costs of that uh, you know it's never easy asking these things but this is the life of the uh, creator we have uh, our own rent and bills to pay shout outs this week howard hughes shout outs to uh, john c uh, he's got a difficult week uh, coming up uh, but he was still uh, kind enough uh, you know to find time in his schedule to to support the work uh, you know at, a, at what must be probably the hardest time uh, in his life uh, so you know uh, what can i say really um we get older we we lose the 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 people that we love but in time we we learn how to remember these people what they what they give us how they've shaped us and we walk on towards the end of our own road with those lessons and we hope to impart those lessons to those that uh are coming up behind us obviously in my case there is no one coming up but be behind me uh, so and i probably didn't absorb the lessons but you know in a normal family unit you continue your own uh, your own route and carrying what you've learned from the loved one that you've lost and hopefully being able to impart that to whoever's coming up behind you and that i think is the is the wheel of life but when you lose someone that you love, it is, uh, it's devastating. It really is devastating. And unless you've experienced that, 
and you'll know people who have experienced that and you can say oh that you know that that can't be easy and of course it isn't and you can try and empathize but it's only when it happens to you that you realize my god this is dreadful no matter what you've got in your life you've got to work out how to process it and there's no hard and fast rules there's no time frame on that you've just got to be prepared to ride out each day because each day is going to bring you uh, a difficult moment or but more than likely many difficult moments early on and uh, it's tough it's brutal but you do in time find a way to remember that person that you've lost in the way they deserve to be remembered. And and that carries you. Ultimately, that carries you. And I, I think for me, that's how people live on. You know, that that's how it's worked with me and the people that I've lost. You know, I carry them with me every day, good people. And you try to remember that in your own life. You don't always... Uh, you know, reach the standards that you set yourself, but you try to live your life in the right way. You try to follow the lessons that you've been given in your life. And that, 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 you know, that is life. And of course you get older. Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes people lose uh, their loved ones early. Uh, I don't think it's going to make too much difference when you lose them. It's going to be devastating. So, uh, you know, good thoughts to John C. and uh, his family, he said, rambling. And uh, Anthony, shout outs, shout outs to Anthony, my first ever Resonance FM engineer. Lovely guy. Came into the studio once because he wasn't my regular engineer, but he was the first engineer I had and engineered, uh, you know, a number of, of my uh, Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available shows during his uh, resonance heyday. And then about uh, a year later, I, w- I was at resonance. Uh, there was a, there were a bunch of people in there and this bearded guy came along and I didn't recognize him. It was Anthony. Uh, this is what I like about beards when they change a person completely. They change a man's look completely. And, uh, Thank you, anyway, for for your support, guys. Uh, Much uh, appreciated. Coming on from a few days now, a few days on from my um, hospital appointment and a bit of a not heard back from the surgeon, so that might, well, I think that might be good news because there was a chance I'd be dragged in for another scan, but I was told that I'm drinking too much coffee, even though I'm drinking decaf uh, in the house, in the flat rather, to be uh, specific, but uh, I'm still drinking too much. I don't know whether that's impacting upon my mood, whether that's left me low, so I'm trying to cut down. Uh, Yesterday I had four, Saturday I had four, trying the decaf, in the cafe it tastes very different but i'll get used to it uh, i'm having one caffeine caffeinated coffee and then i'm going for a decaf latte same price i checked with seb k and uh yeah that's the way forward now that you know so i'm having that's why i'm having this green tea normally when i get up i have three coffees uh breakfast with a middle coffee glass of coffee obviously but now i'm just having one coffee in the morning so i'm trying to really make an effort with this so uh, the surgeon said look i need you know i need you to meet me halfway on this because otherwise we're not going to get you to where we need to 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 get you my dad obviously had coffee drinking problems as well he was just addicted to the stuff for me it's a it's, it's a further blow because you know uh, i'm teetotal uh, I don't do drugs well, uh, plenty of prescription drugs 
So this is the one thing that I really love doing and uh, I'm at the stage in my life now where I can't really drink it in the way that I used to, just trying to uh, untangle my feet from the many cables. Oh, these headphones are hurting my ears. Well, let me get my glasses back on. Got one of the uh, headphones on. Really hurting my ears, these big headphones. Right. Okay, let me give you my nectar points. Slightly lost my way here. Uh, went to see a friend on Friday night for... Actually, right, I'm going to have to log into my Nectar account because there were two trips to Sainsbury's on Friday. The second one was to get some desserts. Uh, I went to a friend's for dinner and it was on me to get the desserts. So let me... Right, Nectar dot com card activity right let me just uh, log in come on manage preferences yeah, confirm my choices log in oh, now they've sent me a code right let me get this code constant this I'll send you a code okay here's your code right here we go. It's not very interesting for you audio-wise. Okay, the code is valid for 10 minutes. Right, going in. Okay, so Friday morning I bought some yogurt reduced to pound twenty. Oh, no, it is here. Sorry, I, I didn't need to log in. It's It was just a one trip. I got confused. That was it because my journey I, I, friday was all over the place because i forgot my kindle at the stockwell gig i was walking back to brixton with that young uh, comedian it was only when i got on the 322 that i realized i'd forgotten my kindle or lost it i called the venue right away they said yeah it's been handed in so i went to get in on the friday after the optician so i was back and forth back and forth that's why I didn't get a, a run-in. So uh, heartened that someone handed it in. That was uh, great. It would have marred my night had I lost it in that place. Just shows where I am, though. Very, very scatty uh, at the moment. Very stressed and very forgetful. So I bought some custard egg tarts, which were reduced. Original price, pound thirty. I wouldn't have gone in with uh, to, to uh, an invite, dinner invite, with uh, reduced goods. But they didn't have any others. And then, so I had to explain it because, you know, I had to peel the yellow reduced sticker and I uh, didn't do a good job of it. They were down to 65p. Uh, yogurt, £1.20 reduced from £1.60. And then a New York, uh, New York cheesecake, £3.40. There, when I said that new, uh, that was obviously from my kid cop days hangover from uh, my uh, uh, 12 years doing an American accent on that uh, much missed show, 30th anniversary, of course, of uh, the end of kid cop these, uh, the, the, this year. Well, I mean, different life, eh? So £5.25 spent, previous points balance, three, four, six, only five points earned, new points balance of £3.51, sorry, 351 worth only £1.75. My Tesco club card points, may as well give you those, rarely do. In fact, I don't think I ever do. And uh, really, I just get decaf coffee from Tesco. They tend to have the better offers. Uh, bought some blueberries, uh, some uh, carrots that were, down to 20p using the club card. Uh, I buy carrots all the time. I just never make them. So lazy. 
when it comes to the kitchen and some antibacterial hand wash all came to £1.88. Club card points earned one. My total is uh, 135. And my super drug points, which I usually earn from a combination of buying hand gel and uh, the Hall's lozenges. I can't actually see them. Okay, opening balance 27, earned a point when I bought uh, two packets of these halls, lozenges, closing balance 28. I'm never going to be able to redeem any points there. It's going to take uh, forever. Uh, and I'm eating so many of these lozenges, it's become a real uh, stress thing. Right, let's try and uh, move on towards the end of the show. Star Wars football, longest run in 32 months without a game since it returned. Uh, one game last week. I didn't even note the date down. That was uh, Endor versus Yavin 4 in Group 2 of the Champions League. Goalless draw, so Endor in trouble. I'm just going to pause it here. I'm going to try and work out why I didn't write the date down. Just give me a moment. Right, I'm back. The tables, Champions League tables, really need to get on with uh, the Star Wars season. It has been affected by rodents, no, no doubt about it, even though the front of the flat is relatively... Uh, rodent-free, I hope. Uh, it's just finding it very hard to uh, enjoy myself in the flat right now and do things that I that I enjoy. Um, very anxious at the moment here. So the Star Wars fixtures, in in addition to you know not playing any single games when uh, when my sister was here. Now with the rodents, uh, I think that's definitely played a part of me falling behind with the fixtures. Uh, group one of the Champions League, uh, Mandalera at the top, played two points four plus one. Tatooine, the European champions, uh, played two four points. Well, they've all played two. They're on four points plus one also, but uh, have only got one goal compared to uh, Mandalera's two. Uh, Bespin in third on two point zero goal difference. Mos Eisley bottom. Zero points. They've lost both games. Minus two goal difference. Group two, Alderaan, a top six points from two games. Plus three goal difference. Yavin, four. They're second on two points. The Europa League winners, zero goal difference. Endor, they uh, lost their first game to Alderaan. First time they've lost their opening game in a European campaign. They're on one point. Minus one goal difference. Zepho, uh, bottom, uh, one point. Minus two goal Difference. So uh, in cafe news, uh, Seb K was back. Good to see him back. Had a holiday in Portugal, though he explained that it was uh, more related to uh, sorting out family affairs. I think a grandfather had died a, a while back and uh, all the family had dotted there around the world, including Canada. So they were all getting together to try and resolve this. I can't remember if I told you he actually cut a finger on his right hand so he's having to make coffee left-handed it's a very serious injury the finger is unlikely to um, recover a hundred percent it's still swollen he's having to go back to hospitals having to do physio so uh, the cafe's greatest coffee maker is going to have to adapt and maybe close out uh, the latter part of his coffee making career in a different uh, way. Good to see him back though. And, uh, you know, maybe there has been a drop off in the quality of his coffee, understandably, uh, given the injury, but uh, he's still a formidable coffee maker. If anyone can uh, switch from right handed coffee making to left handed, it's going to be uh, Seb K. Uh, let me give you my gigs for this week, almost forgotten. I've got a challenging gig on Wednesday, 
where I'd done one of my worst gigs. And uh, this is a venue that does trouble a lot of comedians. So I've uh, really got to be on my game here, Matt. Uh, Matt, we are funny in Dalston starts at, uh, I think, 6.30 or 7. Check the website, danielruistizen.com forward slash gigs for details. We are funny, Dalston. Uh, that's in East London. That's this Wednesday. And uh, on Thursday night, I'm in NW1 Monkey Business, uh, all about Eve, 31 Jamestown Road. Again, these will all be up on the Facebook page, Twitter, etc. So that's on Thursday. That starts at 8 p.m. And on Sunday, in a change of uh, gig, this is what I mean. I'm trying to just be uh, a bit choosier. I'm in Covent Garden at Nellavold Drury. That's 29 Catherine Street. Need to find someone for that gig. Uh, that's the only one that needs a plus one this week. That uh, I think that starts... Uh, it'll be 7.30, I think. I'm doing seven minutes there, 7.30 or 8. Just check... Check all my social media, and uh, I could have said check my socials, but, you know, uh, I, I I don't think I can pull that off at my age, that kind of talk. Uh, but just check uh, check all the links that I've given you and the Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook pages, and the website, and you'll see my gigs for this week. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to try and keep uh, try and keep resting, try and stay positive and... Try and get back to the meditating. Try and be consistent with that. Otherwise, I think I'm going to struggle. Just need to cross out that gig for today as it's cancelled. Not going to fill that up with another gig. Uh, just going to try and uh, take the opportunity to rest. It is 08.06 hours now. And uh, that is the end of this week's rambling show. Now it's time for you to get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Uh, grateful if you can RT the show when you see it share it with your friends rate review if you haven't let's get this show growing let's try and see some evidence of growth uh, by show 400 I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson this start of the week I have been available <laughs>